Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julia Spares Moving Markets podcast. It's Monday, the 2nd of October, and my name is Helen Freer. The US government avoids a shutdown. On today's show, I'll be talking about this and more of the latest market news with Bernadette and Derko. And then I'll be speaking to Menzel Pachinci to get his latest thoughts on the markets from a technical perspective. But first up is Bernadette. Good morning, Bernadette. Good morning, Helen. So Friday was the last trading day of the third quarter. Perhaps you could start with a quick reminder of how markets closed last week. Yeah, uh, European markets were higher on Friday, Helen, but uh, optimism from these recent sessions has rounded off a weak month. And uh, you mentioned it was the quarter. It's been the worst quarter for the year for Europe. The pan-European stock 600 provisionally closed up 0.5% higher than Thursday's session, with most sectors finishing in positive territory and uh, tech and household goods led the pack there. Um, The index, uh, though I must remind you, ended Wednesday at a six-month low and did decline 2.1% in September. And despite making gains in July this year, the benchmark stocks is still 2.9% lower for the quarter, its worst performance for the year. Okay, so that's Europe. What about the US? There, the S&P 500 index closed down 0.3%. Outperformers there were consumer discretionary, uh, tech, real estate and utilities, which were all positive. The Dow Jones closed down 0.5% and the Nasdaq 100 was little changed on the session. But since then, we've had good news over the weekend, as I mentioned at the start, with legislators being able to prevent a government shutdown. Could you tell us a few of the details here? Yeah, indeed, uh, Helen. Uh, US legislators were able to come to a temporary agreement that's uh, staved off a government shutdown until at least November the 17th. So the Senate passed a continuing resolution with just hours to spare before a midnight deadline on Saturday. That was then signed by President Joe Biden into law. And as I said, the bill keeps the government open for another 45 days now, which is an extended period in which lawmakers can try and use the time to finalise this uh, funding legislation. And I must say, futures contracts on the S&P 500 have raced higher this morning on the back of this news, and markets may well take some early relief from this spending deal. But, you know, attention is going to quickly shift to US manufacturing activity and jobs data that we've got out this week. And the head of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York said on Friday that policymakers still might need to leave interest rates high for some time. Um, Added to this, surging oil prices are are, are adding to fears over inflation and slowing economic growth. Um, Bonds, meanwhile, have had their biggest monthly sell-off in September since February. Um, Treasury yields have been climbing across the curve. Uh, Last time I looked, the 10-year was uh, up four basis points at 4.61%. Five-year yields at 4.66%, which is uh, a close of a 16-year high. Okay, and what about Asian markets today? We obviously have the Golden Week holiday, but there was data out of China over the weekend, wasn't there? Yes, there was. um, Asia-Pacific stocks have traded mixed uh, after this manufacturing data out of China bounced back to expansion territory, which is good news. Uh, China's factory activity in September expanded for the first time since April, according to this official data that came out of the weekend. So the PMI has climbed to 50.2% in September from uh, 49.7%. And obviously anything over 50 is expansion territory. Um, China's markets, as you said, Helen, are closed for this week-long golden week (laughs) holiday. Uh, But in Japan, uh, the central bank announced that it's going to conduct additional buying operation for government bonds this Wednesday. 
Uh, the 10-year bond futures have trimmed losses on this notice, and the yen remains weak at around 149.8 per dollar. Earlier government bonds had fallen and stocks were boosted after Japan's quarterly Tankan survey showed confidence among large manufacturers has picked up more than expected. Um, and a summary of the central bank's policy meeting last month showed signs that officials are more positive about considering revising their policy. Okay, and looking ahead to this week, what should we be looking out for? Uh, lots more data. We've got manufacturing PMIs, ISM manufacturing index due out today. The August US JOLTS report is out tomorrow. On Wednesday, we'll have Eurozone services and composite PMIs, as well as the US ISM services index. And then on Friday, we've got German factory orders and September US non-farm payrolls. So a lot to watch out for. Okay, plenty happening then. Yep. And today, how are markets set to open? Well, uh, Eurozone inflation fell to its lowest level since uh, October 2021 on Friday, tumbling to 4.3% for the month of September. And European markets seem to be taking their lead from that and looking to have a positive open today. And as I already mentioned earlier, the the US futures are flying ahead after this uh, deal was brokered on Saturday night. That's it from me, Helen. Excellent. Thank you very much, Bernadette, for the roundup this morning. Thanks for having me on, Helen. Now, Menzo, welcome and good morning. Good morning, Helen. So equities struggled in September, I think it's fair to say. So your latest thoughts on a year-end rally? You think it's looking good? Yes, uh, good morning. The question everyone thinks about, uh, will there be a year-end rally or not? Uh, we think the chances are still good for a year-end rally. Please remember that when we look at the S&P 500, since 1950, almost half of the yearly returns have been made in the final quarter of the year. So on an analyzed basis, the quarter of the year usually does about 15% on an analyzed basis. So the question is really, should you be invested in the final quarter or not? And when we look at the markets, yes, uh, we saw here uh, two consecutive months of declines. We have seen a deterioration of uh, sentiment. Uh, we have seen a deterioration in uh, especially small and mid-cap stocks. But nevertheless, the medium to long-term trend is still intact, and we think there is a good opportunity for a year-end rally. Okay, and I saw that you upgraded your view on the US dollar last week. So we're now bullish on the dollar from a technical perspective. What were your reasons for this? Yes, I mean, uh, the US dollar basically has continued to advance and has risen above the highs of the year. And we think there is a good chance for further gains. Um, we're not sure that we are going back to the highs of 2022. But nevertheless, this relentless buying of the US dollar is a positive signal. And basically, it shows that there is, uh, there is, uh, there is a strong demand for the US dollar, which indicates to us that any short-term uh, setback uh, should, be, uh, should be more a pause than, uh, than a reversal of this trend. So we think... The US dollar more, uh, more likely than not should continue to advance, especially against the low yielding currencies as the euro, the Japanese yen and Swiss franc. And I want to ask you about yields quickly as well. We saw the 10 year US Treasury yield at new highs last week and German bond yields are also up. Um, so you've upgraded both of these, right? Perhaps you could give us a few details on this. Yes, so um, in US interest rates, basically we have here a conflicting uh, chart a little bit. On one hand, we have a slowing momentum. So uh, these advances in interest rates or rises in interest rates, they're becoming uh, weaker and weaker. Nevertheless, as yields rose above the highs of 2022, we would 
we would need uh, or we have to expect here a new range. So most likely uh, the upper range will now move from uh, four and a half to maybe five percent. So maybe we have here a new trading range of five to four uh, percent in U.S. interest rates. And similarly, in German yields, they have broken out uh, on the upside as well. And we expect here some marginal more gains on the yields as well. OK, thanks very much, Menzor. Interesting to hear your latest thoughts this morning. You're welcome, Helen. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We would love to hear your feedback. And do join us again tomorrow when I'll be back and talking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great start to the week, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.